You're very welcome to Heartbeat of Ireland, brought to you by Brian Nolan. Boy, today was a cold one. I went for a walk today. I was shivering with the cold. It reminded me of a day uh, that I didn't see, but it was the same day, 8th of February, 1649, when they buried King Charles I, whose head they had chopped off just a week beforehand on the 30th of January, 1649. He had fallen foul of Oliver Cromwell. They had a civil war for nine years in England, and it ended up, culminated anyway, with him losing his head, which was the first ever regicide in England, and indeed France or Europe for that matter, and it was a big deal. So they had their crowd gathered on that morning and they brought Charles I out he was with his bishop and he asked the bishop for an extra shirt not because he was cold but he didn't want to shiver involuntarily with the cold and show to the crowd of roundhead troops that he was afraid of dying he was after all the king and no king feared death so he died exactly like that put him lying down on the block with his head on the block and there were two executioners one to hold the body I guess and the other guy to wield the axe and rumour has it that they were from Galway they were called Dean and Gunning. Gunning was the guy who wielded the axe and they ended up being given two years later as a thank you for their services they were given a premises in Galway which is today known as the King's Head Bar and if you walk into the King's Head Bar on High Street two things will strike you immediately first of all there are two huge fireplaces and they're usually filled with coal and the blaze and the heat of those coal fires is just so welcoming and so warming and secondly just over the fireplace is a huge big axe and the story about Gunning and Dean and how they helped to chop the head off the King of England. Well, whether that's true or not, we don't really know. But we do know one thing, that there were three, there were, in fact, 57 judges who signed Charles I's death warrant. They were all rewarded by Cromwell by being given uh, estates in various counties in England and also estates in Ireland. Three of them ended up coming to Galway, Edward Whaley, William Goff, and the last guy was John Dixel. And the three of them spent some time here before moving on to Jamaica and then moving on to America proper, to New England, where they were, of course, safe among all their friends, the Puritans who had landed at Plymouth Rock not 40 years earlier. When Cromwell died uh, in 1658, Parliament in- invited Charles II, Charles I's son, to come back and be the King of England again. And he agreed on condition that A, all of his supporters were forgiven their crimes and secondly that the 59 judges were rounded up to be hanged, drawn and quartered at Tyburn and that was a nasty death they caught about 10 of them and they surely were killed they also dug up Cromwell's grave he was only buried not long in Westminster Cathedral they dug up his body and they hung, drawn and quartered that as well and chopped his head off and the head went missing for a few years it turned out that one of the soldiers had grabbed it as a souvenir and had pushed it up his chimney just to keep it out of sight and then on his deathbed he told his son where it was the son gambled it away in a game of cards and it ended up being buried separately from Cromwell's head. So Cromwell's body and head are buried separately, which is ironic because that's what they really intended to have happen Charles I. But instead... They had retrieved Charles I's head. When the executioner had chopped his head off, he threw the head into the crowd of soldiers who immediately treated it with great reverence. They were the king's enemy. They'd fought against his troops, but uh, they dabbed their handkerchiefs into the fresh blood. They cut locks of hair off the severed head and they were used as relics to cure people of all sorts of diseases because there was a royal cure in those days. And the head was eventually retrieved and stitched back onto Charles I's body and buried in Westminster Abbey where it is today, unlike Cromwell's head. The three judges I mentioned earlier, one of them was Edward Whaley. The Whaleys owned a lot of land around Galway 
particularly out towards Barna. Edward himself fled from here to Jamaica, where there was, of course, sugar plantations. And from there, he made his way to, of all places, New Haven in Connecticut. And there, he was befriended by the local Puritans. And then, when the edict was issued by Charles II, wanting to capture these traitorous judges who'd killed his father, they hid him and the other two judges, Goff and Dixel, in a cave just above New Haven. Today, in New Haven, three of the roads in the centre of town where they intersect at the centre square. They're called the Three Judges, those three roads named after the three men who fled from London to Galway, to Jamaica, to New Haven 